Hello everybody and welcome back both to you and to me. I am so very sorry that I did not get a chance to have an episode up this last week. Out of the blue, I was knocked on my keister with a massive sinus infection, ear infection, and I don't know what else it was, but there was a lot of stuff going on with my throat that talking was not only difficult, it was painful. And so that made it a little bit hard to come on and do my podcast. And even now, it's like it's not 100% back to normal yet. And if you are curious, no, it's not COVID. No, I did not go get a test. But I did go to the doctor. And after fighting, I'd been like kind of stuffed up and sniffly for a couple weeks. But after that, doctor gave me some Augmentin. I am now on day four or five, something like that of that. And so I'm working on getting better. Now, mind you, in this time frame, I did not feel like doing much, if anything. So I didn't get a whole lot done. And that includes watching movies. I mean, I watched a few that were just kind of background noise. that I was, I was not even coherent enough to even pay attention. But I did actually watch and review three movies. And again, my sincerest apologies for not getting an episode up this last week. But I did want to come on here for Tuesday. And like I said, I did only get the three movies watched. But I did thoroughly review these. And I'm going to have a lot to talk to you about on these ones. So if you are ready, so am I. And if you haven't done so already and you're brand new to this, to our podcast here, our movie recaps... I'm the deputy of moviedeputy.com, and though I have an amazing team of people, I am the watcher, reviewer, extraordinaire, <laughs> kind of all in one, and that's basically just me. I have a mini-me that she used to work for me almost completely exclusively, but Due to some family obligations, she had to take another path, and I'm hoping eventually that she'll come back to Movie Deputy because she is a total mini-me, and shout out to Kristen. If you're listening, she knows who she is. So, <laughs> But yeah, um, if you're curious about the movies that we did get around to watch, or that we I did get around to watching, I saw Death on the Nile, Uncharted, and I finally got around to watching The King's Man. And... <laughs> Oh, I almost forgot. If you haven't done so already, please like and subscribe. I always want to bring the latest and greatest movie deputy content to you. And with that, I do my best to interrogate the movies for their plot and content without getting too technical. I'm kind of all of that gobbledygook kind of crap that goes along with being a critic. Kind of all the stuff that goes with that because... It honestly just gets to be a mess sometimes in the movies. And why movies try to focus so much on being woke nowadays, I just don't get. When I actually went to see Uncharted, I went with a very good friend of mine. And him and I were talking about something. And it just seems like Sony Pictures really kind of goes out of their way not to have woke movies. And it is so refreshing because the movie Uncharted that we're going to be talking about here in just a little bit, there is absolutely nothing woke about that. And that is such a breath of fresh air just because of the whole everything, the way it's done. 
Now, our other two ones, we can't say the same about. But again, we're going to get into that with a little bit more detail. But before I go any further, I'm going to jump right in here with Death on the Nile. Now, before I can really discuss Death on the Nile, it is basically a follow-up to Murder on the Orient Express. Murder on the Orient Express, on the deputy scale, I did give Murder on the Orient Express a 6.0 on the movie deputy scale. Now, before we even get into discussing Death on the Nile, I want to tell you the score I gave it, because that's going to kind of give you an idea of what to expect. Death on the Nile, I only gave it a 4.25 out of 10 on the deputy scale. If you are curious about this weird deputy scale that I keep referring to, you can either check it out on the About page of MovieDeputy.com or you can go over to our Movie Deputy channel of our Movie Deputy podcast and listen to our very first episode where I go into a lot more details and everything like that of explaining our rating system and the scores and how I kind of come to the conclusion of what scores I'm going to give a movie. And I would say that I, that is accurate 99.8% of the time because I've only ever updated the scores on, I think, three movies out of over 1,700 that I have watched and reviewed. So that's a pretty good <laughs> thing that I pretty much stick to the original score that I give it. But why I gave Death on the Nile such a painful score on that, oh, it's technically not painful because a four on Deputy is watchable but forgettable. And this one, I honestly wish I could have forgotten it because that's some of my life I'll never get back. But with Death on the Nile, it kind of starts out where Detective Poirot is, basically it shows him fighting in World War II. I'm guessing it's World War II, but it might have been World War One. Basically, he's fighting in a war and the first few minutes of the movie feel like the movie 1917. I don't know if you've seen that one yet or not, but that's kind of how the first few minutes play out. And then as it goes to the next scene, it's kind of post-war and everybody's getting along and they're all at this club and dancing and having fun. And then next thing you know, it feels like you're watching Dirty Dancing. The dancing is very, I mean, it would, it would have fit right into that scene in the, in the movie Dirty Dancing. And Dirty Dancing Havana Nights, it just kind of crossed, it, oh hell, it more than crossed the line. It was just like going, holy buckets. That was not what I was expecting. And it focuses maybe a little bit too much on that because it kind of takes away from the story. Now, mind you, some of the topics that they're talking about, if you can even pay attention to the dialogue during that particular scene, and mind you, we're only like 15 minutes into the movie when all this is stuff, all this different stuff is happening, and you're just kind of going, huh? <laughs> no, I was. And at this point, I'm literally just it's taking everything I can not to just check my emails on my phone during the movie. Literally. <laughs> and so it goes from there, and then it goes... Basically that this woman is madly in love with this new beau that she has and they're happy. And then she introduces her to Catherine. Or not Catherine. Um, I'm trying to think of the gal's name in the movie. It's it's the gal played by Gal Gargot. Gal Gadot. Sorry, I cannot talk. Blah, blah, blah. That's all folks. But <laughs> so uh, it, when the Gal Gadot's character is introduced... Basically, the woman and her new fiancé 
her fiance runs off and marries Gal Gadot's character. And they're going off and they're traveling the world and they're trying to experience everything to the best of their abilities because it, basically she's rich is kind of a good way to put it. But they married for love and got money by chance. So that's just kind of how they played out. But as they traveled the world and were going on this around-the-world honeymoon, this ex-fiance keeps, like, following them and hunt, kind of, like, hunting them and stalking them everywhere they go. And so they finally get to this cruise, which, I mean, if you've been watching the trailers or anything on this, you've seen, like, this big riverboat thing that they're on. And they're on this, and then... One person drops dead, another person drops dead, and of course they're murdered, but it's kind of how it all plays out. The story just, it just becomes redundant at some point, and even as the story wraps up, if you've ever read the books that led to these movies, you know how it descends. If not, basically if you're paying it all attention, you're going to figure out who the murderer or errs are in this movie. And kind of how that all plays out and who ends up with whom and is there a happy ending for any of them? <laughs> Honestly, like I said, I cannot even remember the name of the person's character. I'm even going back through my notes. Oh, Lynette. Lynette Ridgeway is her name in the movie. The Gal Gadot's character. I mean, it's literally that forgettable. I mean, I remembered Poirot, but that's really all I could really remember besides just the... Just the difficulty that it played out and the whole point of the story that they were trying to get to is that not every love ends in misery but <laughs> it kind of goes against itself with saying that now I for one was actually really hoping for a bonus scene something to redeem this one or something to just kind of add to the story at the end of it and unfortunately it just never came along so when it was done, I was just as like, it was a sigh of relief <laughs> that the movie was actually over. And like I said, I actually quite enjoyed Murder on the Orient Express. If you like murder mysteries, clues, things like that. This one, it plays out a lot slower. It tries maybe too hard. And it just does not live up to what you would hope it would as a sequel to Murder on the Orient. So I truly believe that a 4.25 on this one was being more than generous. Now, as harsh as I was on that one, I was that inspired by the next one. Now, if you have ever been a fan of the Indiana Jones series or the National Treasure movies, which I have been desperately waiting for a third movie for years... But unfortunately, this is not connected to that in any way, shape, or form. But it feels like that. It has that national treasure, Indiana Jones, the hunt for something that has been lost for a long time, and actually tying real things of history into it, and kind of how that all plays into itself on this. And it starts with explorers, two boys that grew up in an orphanage. And they basically wanted to find some stuff with family heritage and the first person to circumnavigate the globe. Now, eh, that might generate a few names for you, but I'm not going to give it away of the actual name that's involved with that. Because that kind of plays a big part of the movie. 
And I don't want to give it away because this is one that you're going to want to go check out. This one, really surprising. They really could have gone a lot of different directions with this, but how this is done is so well. It's not woke in the least, which is such a breath of fresh air when it comes to movies and stuff nowadays. Now, you notice I probably didn't mention a whole lot about that in the last one either. There were a few like key comments that tried to be a quote-unquote woke, but in the last one, in the, uh, Death on the Nile, sorry. So when I literally say it's forgettable, I literally just got done talking about it, and I couldn't even think of the name of it. So that, that really says a lot for that one. But in this one, it's all about who you can trust, who you can't, who you have to align yourself with in order to find out some truth. And realizing that a lot of fortunes are dipped in blood in their whole thing. And this is, okay, I'm even going to go a little bit, little bit of a step further here. This is Indiana Jones meets National Treasure with a little bit of the Goonies. Now, <laughs> like I said, if you've ever been a fan of any of those movies, this is going to be one you have got to check out. Now, if you do go see this, it's <laughs> this is an adventure. This is a fun date night movie. This is one that you're going to make sure you pee before you go into the movie and stuff like that. Because there's not, you, you don't want to get up during this movie. And it's, it's a little over two hours long, but it's so worth it. It's like you just want to be glued to your seat the whole time. And I love stories like this. But it has to do with the House of Mankata, the infamous 18. Just, it's a lot of half truths about history with some real history mixed in and overall it's just a lot of fun so this like i said this is one that oh, how do i want to put that it redirects your interest in a whole new level and it leads into the whole idea that this is just the first of many of these and if they're half this good we're going to be happy but also, if you do go see this one, there are two bonus scenes. There's one in the beginning of the credits, and there's one mid-credits. I was so hoping that there was going to be a post-credit scene, too. And though I was happy for the two that I got, I wanted more, and so I'm just anxious to see what the next one is. Now, you're probably curious what I gave Uncharted on the deputy scale. Well, this one might actually shock some of you. I gave it a 7.5 out of 10 on the deputy scale. And honestly, I was maybe thinking even a little bit higher than that. But there was just a couple things that um, were just a little bit off for just my personal taste. And so I just had a hard time of kind of leaning a little bit more towards a 7.75. But I settled on 7.5, which is an amazing score in and of itself. Like I said, if you're looking for a fun adventure movie or if you've ever liked any of those ones that I had mentioned, this is one to check out. Alone, with family, date movie, by yourself, college friends, beer buddies, whatever. You guys are going to have a lot of fun. This is one to definitely check out. And last but certainly not least is The King's Man. Now, mind you, this one came out a while back. And I've seen the other Kingsman movies that have come out. And 
her scores have kind of been all over the place, but this one just kind of... <laughs> Please forgive my laugh on that. This one's just... Before I get into it any further, I want to tell you what I gave it. That's going to really kind of be an eye-opener on this one. I gave The King's Man just a 3.75 out of 10. Now, a th anything in the 3 rating is going to be, if you absolutely must see this, wait till it's on digital, Blu-ray, etc. Now, for those curious, this one is actually available on Hulu now, and it's also available on HBO Max. So if, this, if you really do want to see this one, and you have a subscription to either of those services, now you can get a chance to actually watch it. But I don't set your expectations too high. Now, I will say with everything, there is a bonus scene in the credits. So if you do make it all the way through the movie, sit into the credits because there is a bonus scene that almost redeems it a little bit. I mean, I was more towards a 3.0 when I first got done watching this. And the bonus scene was almost redeeming enough to bring it to a four, but just not quite. <laughs> but this one is all about the beginning of Kingsman and how the Kingsman got started and how it's based on the whole Knights of the Round Table. And that's a whole thing in and of itself. But the whole thing is the father and the mother are pacifists and they raise their son as a pacifist. The mother gets killed I know that's a little bit of a spoiler, but trust me, it doesn't affect it with anything in the movie on that. And she makes her husband swear that the she'll that they'll protect their son from war. And so they basically mollycoddle him too much. And the kid wants to live his life. And the dad's like, no, you can't do this. It's too dangerous. It's kind of all this. And it <laughs> it deal it tries to deal with some real people from history like Grigori Rasputin and some other just kind of uh, uncouth characters I would just kind of put it that way just I don't know it just yeah I'm tripping over my own words here but it's just kind of in your face it's very woke throughout the movie it's <sighs> there's one action scene in the movie that is almost redeeming like i said almost redeeming enough that i would want to go back and re-watch just that scene but other than that this one is just if you're a fan of the Kingsman movies, you might want to check this out just because towards the end of the movie, it slightly gets a little bit better just because it kind of goes, touches on the whole thing of the actual creation of the Kingsman, which you think the movie is going to be about to begin with. And it's only like the last 20 minutes or 15, 20 minutes of the movie that actually is anything. And the rest of it's just this pacifist of trying to hold, do the whole Everybody can be your friend, uh, make love, not war. It doesn't actually say that, but it's just kind of that general feeling of uh, the whole Bobby McFerrin song, Don't Worry, Be Happy. It's like you just kind of get that whole idea throughout this movie. And I mean, it does get a little bloody and a little bit gory at times, not overly so, but enough that 
people who are sensitive to it might find it a little bit off-putting, but for the most part, it could definitely be worse. And like I said, I did only get these three movies watched this week, in the last two weeks, so my apologies on that. I am excited to bring you the upcoming movies podcast on Thursday, so you can have an idea what's coming out this week. To be honest, I am so out of the loop. I don't even remember what opened up this last week. So I'm going to kind of do a little bit of a wider episode. Touch on maybe some of the big titles that opened last week along with the ones that are opening this week. Just to kind of fill you in on some of the information that has been kind of lost since I wasn't here to do it. Well, I was here, but I wasn't in my office. So... (laughs) Again, please accept my sincerest apologies. I am already expecting even more um, dissatis- dis- I'm trying to think of the word um, negative comments and feedback on the fact that I did not get an episode up this past week and I didn't even come on to explain why, which admittedly I should have done. So again, please accept my most sincerest apologies on that. Movie Deputy is my baby by far, and I want to keep it entertaining and fun for for myself as well as for all of you. And I hope that you are going to have a wonderful week. Tonight is incredibly frigid here in Lincoln, Nebraska, and <laughs> I'm hoping that you are enjoying warm thoughts or if you do get a chance to enjoy warm places and even if it's just in your dreams enjoy it all for all you can because life isn't measured in the amount of breaths that we take but in the moments that take our breath away and i think sometimes we just need to stop and realize that a little bit more because (laughs) anything can happen in the blink of an eye and life can change And turn your whole world upside down. So live your life to make memories. And if that involves seeing movies and this helps you with that, I am just thankful to have been a part of it. Well, I am just looking forward to talking to you again on Thursday. So much more to fill in and catch up. And mustard too. (laughs) Sorry, just be being silly on that. But until Thursday, I'll talk to you soon.